0: This is Creativity in Music and Music Education, a conversation about music, learning, and the creative process with Richard Maxwell, a musician, producer, top 10 finalist, and three-time Grammy Foundation Music Educator of the Year nominee, creator of the nationally recognized Creative Musical Arts and Sciences program at Arcadia High School. The Creativity in Music and Music Education podcast starts
1: now. All right. Hey there, everybody. Richard Maxwell here again for another episode of the Creativity in Music and Music Education podcast. Thanks again so much for listening uh, and sending me some feedback and subscribing and telling your friends about it and everything else that's been going on. I really appreciate um, all the support we've been getting for this lately. It's uh, pretty cool, and I'm I'm glad to see that people seem to be enjoying it and hopefully getting some out of it. Uh, This week, got something kind of cool for you. Actually, more than kind of cool. Something very cool. Uh, this is an interview with a new intern in the uh, CMAS program. This is Sean Macomb. This is uh, recorded this a couple weeks ago, actually. Um, I'm very lucky. Every year, I. Uh I get to host um, a lot of music education majors. In fact, I think, um, as I mentioned in this interview here, I think I see just about every music education major that will go through Arizona State University at one point or another for a semester. In some cases, maybe even more than a semester, but in any case, um, I thought it'd be kind of cool. Uh, to have an interview with an intern right after their very first day, their first experience of walking into CMAS and kind of seeing what it's like. And Sean, as you'll hear, is still trying to figure it all out a little bit, um, And and, uh, what he wants his role to be in that internship. Uh, But it's pretty cool to kind of get a chance to talk to him, uh, learn a little bit about his background, what got him into uh, music in the first place, uh, what got him into music education, uh, what his goals are. Um, To some extent... um, this interview almost uh, is a little bit of an interview of me as well, in a way, as he's asking some different questions and, and trying to piece it all together. Cause as I've mentioned before, uh, what we do, um, very, very proud of certainly, but also is, is definitely unique, um, in, in a lot of ways uh, for better or worse. And so, um, Sean is clearly very inquisitive as you will hear. He's got great musical instincts. I think he's going to be a fantastic music educator, um, but he wants to you know find some answers and and about some things and he's got some some pretty good questions and some interesting insights into how all this stuff works and and what it's like to be a uh soon to be completed uh with your music education certification you know uh college student and and all the things that go along with that so i think you'll really enjoy um what he has to say um as always uh you can reach me anytime uh at richardmaxwell.net. You can also reach me and find out more about what my students are doing at Arcadiacmas.com And, again, I really appreciate all the feedback we've been getting and everybody's support, and hopefully that will keep up and continue. And uh, without further ado, um, here's Sean McComb. Okay, so I am here with Sean McComb. You are a ASU, Arizona State University, music education major, right? Mm-hmm. And so every year, I'm, I'm very proud of this. I get to work with pretty much, I think nearly every music ed major at ASU at some point um, comes through CMASS and um, either, you know, out of, I can't wait to be there or lost a bet or whatever it happens to be, but gets to experience what we're doing here. So welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks
0: for having me. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, we have all these art of teaching classes and you know, art of teaching children's music. Several schools are available, elementary schools, art of teaching choral or band and orchestra, several. With art of teaching contemporary music, it's just this school and it's crazy to me. But yeah, I'm I'm very lucky to be here.
1: Well, I appreciate you being here. You know, um it's kinda of funny to me that you say that because that's sort of one of the things that we're trying to hope, you know, hopefully change. It was weird. You know somebody your age who's who's excited about it and everything else and going where's the information I need this You know this is obviously <laughs> going to be part of what's going on, but you know the truth is is that wasn't always the approach that was taken and I think you're starting to now see, you know people l- like the folks at ASU and I'm thinking there are more but specifically you know Dr Tobias Dr Stoffer and several others, um, but them in particular going you know this really matters Oh yeah and and we have to provide that. Um, so i'm I'm always grateful to you guys for coming in. I really appreciate it. Um I want to make sure that everybody knows. so th- right now you and I are chatting in one of our um in one of our uh, studio rooms and in, in a, one of our uh, our more uh, uh, i suppose. Uh grand producer rooms, if you will, um, in CMAS. But this is literally right after your first day. So you came Mm -hmm. in this morning. You and I had never met. We'd emailed a few times just to say, hey, where to park and what, you know, I have (laughs) a fridge and a microwave you can use and kind of stuff. (laughs) But I deliberately didn't really tell you much. Mm -hmm. Um, I might have sent you an email link or or like a website link, but I'm not sure that I I gave you much else. And I kind of did that to you on purpose. Um, And so you're coming. This is after the first day. um, And I thought it would be kind of fun to sort of just, you know, tap into sort of your gut reaction, good, bad, ugly, whatever. Um, but before we do that, I want to ask you, a, this is a question I like to ask everybody that that um, is kind enough to let me interview them for this podcast, mm-hmm. which is, um, what are you, as a starting question, what are you currently listening to? Like, what's on your playlist on your phone or whatnot? Oh,
0: man. Yeah. Um... So right now I'm always listening to them. I've been listening to them for a long time, and it was actually a little reassuring when I saw them on your wall of posters. Is Blink One Eighty Two? Okay, cool. Um, you know, Blink One Eighty Two. I like a lot of Queen. Um, I like uh, the Irish punk band Flogging Molly. Okay. Uh, if you've heard of Jonathan Colton, he's kind of like a, a folky, just very weird out there songs. Okay. Um, what, what is it
1: about some of these these artists that that particularly are appealing to you? If so Blink One Eighty Two is
0: always. I'm always gonna go back to that one. Um, it's a big tattoo on my chest of them, actually. <laughs> but uh, my brother, he's he's two years older than me, okay. so whatever whatever he liked, I I in turn liked, you know. So he okay. he gave me one of their CDs when I was really little, um, and it just I loved it. I fell in love with it, you know and um uh, you were talking to your music history class today about you know artists having to change their sound and not liking it and they're going through that exact process right now you know Tom DeLonge who was the founder and the lead singer and guitarist is no longer in the band right right and it's just it was so cool and so relevant to oh
1: well, to that. That makes, that's good good okay so I wasn't <laughs> completely making that lecture up that's good that's good to know um <laughs> so so um well so why don't we? why don't we get into the sort of the the the, the heart of, of 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 what we're doing here um today. So you walk in, mm-hmm. you know, well, let's yeah. start with this. Why don't we back up and let's 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 paint a quick picture of your background, you know, musically like where you're coming from, yeah, what yeah. gets you to the point where you're walking through that door.
0: It's uh it's a bit of an interesting story actually. Um so when I was seven years old, I was diagnosed with this disease called sagittal cranial synostosis, which basically means that my skull was developing abnormally. Oh, um, my. I had to get reconstructive surgery on it, so I have metal plates and screws in my head. Um, just backstory uh, skip forward to when I'm 14, okay. I'm a freshman in high school. Uh, and I wanted to do JROTC, you know, the you know, the military's class. Okay. They told me to one of the first things they said was you got to cut your hair. It's okay. too long. Um and I have this big zigzag scar goes ear to ear and when you're 14, you know, I don't want to show anybody sure. that. The only class available was choir one. Uh, and I'm like, fun. "Oh no, it's going to be terrible. I'm going to I'm going to absolutely hate it. I'm going to sit in the back, not going <laughs> to sing anything, and then I'll find something that I really enjoy doing okay. after this semester." Well, I don't, that changed. Here right. we are sitting. Okay. But I just I had this amazing choir teacher, her name was Stephanie Graham, you know, Curry now. But where just, was this? This was uh, Sunny Slope High School.
1: Okay, so this is in town. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh
0: two thousand six to ten is when I went. Okay, all right. And her she just changed my whole perspective on, you know, what choral music was, what, you know, classical music and just everything about it I loved, you know. Okay. It totally immersed me. So, you know, now that I was 18, skip ahead. What am I going to do with the rest of my life? You know
1: That's amazing that to me like, So you wind up literally <laughs> Walking into a classroom That you Not only Don't really know What it's gonna be You nope. you frankly Don't wanna be I, there I
0: Yeah All these I had all these Preconceived notions wow. Of what choir was And, and now know. this is
1: What you're gonna do
0: Yeah exactly So like That's
1: you know, p- amazing
0: One of my goals Is to you know
1: Does she know this by the way
0: Oh yeah she knows it Okay I was gonna say Cause <laughs> if she doesn't
1: You need to tell her Cause oh, that's yeah. like well, The greatest thing You could possibly tell A teacher I think
0: mm-hmm. Um I uh, I actually gave her my one of my like rewards for becoming an Eagle Scout. You get a, a father pin, a mother pin, and a mentor pin. Oh, and so I invited her to my Court of Honor to give
1: her my mentor pin because Very she's just cool. been hugely influential on wow. me. That's amazing. So so you go through high school, you obviously get bit by the singing bug. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so how do we go from that? I'm always curious what makes somebody go you know i love music and that's legitimate and that's mm-hmm. always great and then but now you're talking about okay now i'm going to teach and and that's a whole you know oh, yeah. uh, to be fair with what i do you know the the line is getting blurred with what i do a lot between the who's creating and who's teaching who part <laughs> and i've set it up that way on purpose maybe as a way to just sort of selfishly deal with this but mm-hmm. for most i mean it's not like that at all there's a there's kind of a you know you are Sort of going down a certain path, what, how did that transition happen
0: it was a It was sort of a combination of things so i loved I loved music, obviously okay. when I was fourteen still you know I was very heavily involved in the Boy Scouts of America. Okay. Uh, so I started working at a summer camp up in Payson, Arizona um, every summer since I was fourteen to when I was like nineteen, and I taught um, you know the weather merit badge, environmental science when I got older. I moved to the pool, became a lifeguard, and I taught uh, swimming and life-saving merit badges. And, you know, seeing a kid in the very beginning of the week on Monday who was terrified to go in the water, but they had to take this class to get their eagle to Friday when they're swimming laps in the pool. And this could be, you know, them coming to class every day or them coming during their free time to get, you know, private lessons. You know, if you're willing to work with them and they're willing to put in the effort— that outcome at the end is just, it was incredible. It was so worth it, you know? Okay, I'm, sure. So I'm just, I'm standing on the pool deck one day. and I'm like, this, this right here is what I want to <laughs> do. The rest of my life. Wow. But I also don't want to be a lifeguard the okay, rest of fair my enough. life. Okay, saying, so,
1: so why not do it with sports? So, why not do it with, you know, so, yeah. physical education as opposed to music education?
0: My love for music was already there, and it's like, why can't I do both of
1: these okay. at the same time? Very cool. Okay. So, and that's, so that's amazing to me because I think that, you know, different people come at this from different places, and it's always interesting to see where's the similarities, where the connections, you mm-hmm. know. Um, some of us sort of stumble into teaching almost, and then before you know it, you're like, you know, actually, this is kind of cool, mm-hmm. but having no idea that it even really exists. Um, in, much in the same way, you know, that you know, you found music completely, you know, the last thing you thought, and now it's like all consuming <laughs> it's for all your I life, do, yeah. right? Which is great, <laughs> and and you know, and to be honest, that that speaks a lot, I think, to the power of music and 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 what what its potential is. Mm-hmm. Um, so so now we're at ASU. You've been going through that whole practicum, Mm -hmm. which I know is incredibly intensive. Oh um, yeah, and 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 uh, (laughs) I had one one intern previously kind of describe it. I think uh, the word used was unrelenting. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little hectic at times, Um, but in a good way, I think. Yeah, oh, oh, Um, absolutely. You know, so so let me ask you this. You mentioned already. You said that you know this idea of you know the contemporary thing and not really having. You know with the exception of very limited options which and and to ASU's credit they are really trying to push this idea of all music and you know let's get ourselves out of these sort of you know archaic boxes if I can say and, and I don't mm-hmm. mean that to be offensive towards anybody who's doing like you know straight up traditional stuff. I don't mean mm-hmm. it in that regard I just mean you know I had an intern a couple of years ago who described it perfectly and what she said was, She had worked very hard for a degree that she was very proud of. Um, She was going to be, you know, moving on to to a job, um, you know, in the field. And she was very excited. And she said, you know, the thing is, if it hadn't been for the internship with you, I'm not sure that I'd walk into my new job and have any clue how to even turn on the lights or plug in a microphone or what to do to run. Actually, she was a choir you know, um, edu- education major, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's sort of that kind of thing. You know, forgetting about the other part of what we do, you yeah. know, I think that part of it, I, you know, you could be the absolute most traditional-oriented music teacher on the planet, and that's perfectly fine. That's cool. But even then, at some point, you're going to have to plug in that microphone so that your kid or kids on stage can be heard by your audience. Exactly. And that thing isn't being taught. As much or at all in some places. So I guess my question, sorry, it's a long way to get to it, is where you know where were you as far as within yourself of where you're going? Okay, wait a minute. I've got my this pedagogy and I've got that pedagogy and this other you know whatever it is, and I'm feeling like something's not quite there yet. Like mm-hmm. wh- like like what? Where did that come from? Where did that sense? Happen so it was it was a couple of things
0: i knew so i really want to be you know a traditional choir teacher i want to have maybe two or three choirs in my school but i also want to do a general music class or maybe a keyboard class or something a little out of the box you know that's always been in the back of my head so when i i finished you know um my art of teaching choral music i finished art of teaching children and there was three left and it was like beginning strings advanced strings or wins, and I'm like, and then contemporary music, and I was like, this is the one that I want to do, you know? Okay. Obviously, like, I'm going to learn more, I'm going to set myself up for success better if I take this class than taking beginning strings. Okay. And hopefully I won't land a job where I have to teach <laughs> beginning strings, because I, right. I may have to ask for some help.
1: <laughs> which is someone. okay, too. I yeah. mean, you know, you know. Um, Okay, so kind of, it just felt like it was the right, it was the right thing then, basically. Yeah. Which is good. Um. So, so you walk in the door here this morning, obviously, Mm -hmm. and I'm just curious and and please understand you absolutely, you know, no one's grading this, no one's (laughs) anything. and I I mean, and, and it doesn't really serve any purpose if you don't tell me, you know, truthfully, um, you know, what, uh, what it is that you're really thinking, but I'm wondering, you know, that first moment you walk in. And mm-hmm. I, had you had you gone to the website? Had you seen any of the stuff we had done? Had Dr. Tobias told you anything at all?
0: Not really. Um
1: which is okay. So yeah, I just, no. you know, again I I went to the
0: the main, you know, Scottsdale Unified School District website. And I went to our, you know, Arcadia High School, but I didn't really dig into the uh the music program uh okay. quite yet. But which is okay. Yeah, I mean, but walking in, I actually came in from, you know, Outside of the school walking in, it's literally like this uphill climb to this (laughs) massive school, you know. (laughs)
1: Um, it didn't always used to be that way. I've, I've been here so long. I remember when it was. It was the original buildings. But yes, I didn't know your, what you mean.
0: One of the one of the people working at the front desk is like, "You're gonna go past Olympus," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> you- <laughs> okay. To be fair, that's the only structure from the original building. It was that's the whole Titan theme uh-huh. of the school. So it used to be the library. We call it Mount Olympus now. Um, and it's a it's the, it's the conference room, basically. Mm-hmm. It's the only structure. When they were redesigning it, those of us that, that were here at the time were kind of like, we want to maintain certain characteristics. Mm-hmm. And we basically convinced the architects and the construction company and to some extent, I suppose, the district that that needed to be maintained as part mm-hmm. of whatever the new thing was, was going to be. But, yes, you do walk past literally what we call Mount Olympus. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't. Really... Yeah, <laughs> That's funny.
0: Yeah, it's just, it just—it was incredible, you know. Um, and then walking into your classroom was just totally not what I was expecting. You know, you look at a traditional music classroom, you're probably gonna have like music theory, do re mi on the walls, <laughs> and I, you know, seeing there's some of that there. And, and, no, it's absolutely, but just it's so much more. You know, it's you walk in and you see you know Pink Floyd and Jimi Hendrix and Blink One Eighty Two, and the only the only other teacher i ever had that's had music like that on the walls has been like a american history teacher oh how funny. who also had like a drum set in the back <laughs> but it was just so immersive and it was great and i i know i was really excited walking in today well and that I'm, makes me feel good i can't wait for the uh the next <laughs> semester or this semester to keep no going. i
1: appreciate that and you actually you know i have to say you did something it was funny um this doesn't always happen but i love when it does you right away were Okay, there's some students here and we're learning something new, and you immediately jumped in. Mm -hmm. Um, At one point, it was funny. um, And for folks that are listening who've never seen the room, uh, the way it works with, you know, I have that main sort of like front of house station that's got a computer there and it, you know, it's routed through to the projector so the kids can see from their Mm -hmm. recording stations what we're working on or whatever it might be, you know, either theory lessons or whatever. And I had to walk away to help somebody across the room. And you saw – this was so cool. You saw that there were all these students that were struggling with this one step. And so you went to the front of house mic. And I was, at first I'm like, who's on my microphone? What in the world is going on? Because nobody ever does that or it happens very early. And i turned I'm like, oh, cool. He's into it already. Right. And it was great because you actually – you you literally allowed me to solve – a, a serious mm-hmm. problem for one group of students that was struggling with an interfacing issue, and you were able to then address the entire rest of the class and take care of something. And I I, I wanted to ask you about this moment because I was thinking to myself, okay, so there's one of uh, only a couple possibilities here. Either he's got some hidden background on this technology stuff that we haven't found out about yet, which would be great. He's, He's got this sense of, I'll just go for it you know, or some weird combination. And that I wanted to know, I mean, I know for you it might have been, well, I just figured I would help out. And you seem like that's <laughs> kind of your personality. But I'm wondering, like, do you have, because you, you were very articulate, very quick on how to, for, we were working for those, I mean, obviously, if you weren't in the room, you wouldn't know. But we are working on setting up um, the basics of a, of a Pro Tools recording session. Mm-hmm. And we were initiating some channel strips. And the first time you do that, it you know, it eventually becomes intuitive, but at first there's a, there's a lot, you know, what setting on this and what setting on that and everything else. And you just went up and you're like, okay, just to review real quick. And you went through the whole thing and I was like, whoa, had that been the first time you'd ever seen that this morning and you just figured it
0: out or was it? So I was very lucky. You, I think this was the, like the second or third class. So yes. I've seen it, I saw it at least once. I knew that the next two steps were very concrete, very, this has to get done, and then this has to get done. And then you had um, this spiel about, you know, which one is different, even though it is an instrument, it's not actually an instrument, it's an inside thing. And I knew that you wanted to say that, so I got the two concrete <laughs> steps out of the way, and then I was like, I really hope that he's going to be done <laughs> by the time <laughs> I finish step two. But um, yeah, I think I was, I think you we did. timed it okay. All um, right, cool. Because that I, was
1: amazing. That I, was fantastic.
0: They warn us at ASU, you know, you're going to get some really awesome mentor teachers, and then you may not have, you know, you may have those teachers that are like, this is my lesson plan, do not interfere, you're there to take notes, and that's it. So,
1: Wow, that's horrifying. And, they,
0: that's, they, you know, and that's legitimately what they say in your clinical experience classes. Like, you just got to roll with it. Right, right, so, right. In the back of my head, I'm like, I'm really hoping I'm going <laughs> to say something, and I'm hoping that he's going to be okay with it. But. Well, it honestly,
1: all I could think of at the time was, yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be cool. Because the <laughs> problem is, you know, I mean, it's a good problem to have, and it's something that I think, you know, you'll you'll eventually, as, as a teacher, you know, for your own program, you'll you'll figure out a balance of this is, you know, you want every kid possible, but at a certain point, it becomes almost unmanageable. And some of my classes, it's a great problem to have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, our space, as you saw, you know, people see photos of it. And we've got the sound stage in the room and everything else. But when you're in the room, it's it's pretty tight. It's pretty compacted together. You know, and I think the class that was, I think it was it was second hour, I think. Mm-hmm. that cl- There's like 40-some-odd kids in there. And it's yeah. great. And I'm loving that they're all in there. And they're all working hard. And they got great attitudes. But that happens all the time where I'm stuck and I'm like, Okay, we have to, you know, and everybody else hold a moment or exactly. whatever, and you know, and I know every teacher has that, but and in the arts and in electives,
0: talking starts, then you have to you have to finish that problem, then you have to bring everybody back down, right, and then you have to keep going. It's like,
1: well, you jumping in, that was that was awesome. So 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 let's go back a little bit with your background. So you have not had any significant experience then with any of the sort of technical elements of what we do, have you? So,
0: I've had very little. I had a semester at Glendale Community College, um, learning about, uh, Sibelius and okay. Rock Band. So, like, okay. just those two. I don't know anything about Pro Tools or anything like that. Okay, that's alright. Um, that's alright. And then at ASU, I took a digital hybrid lab yes. with, uh, Isaac that's... Bickmore. So, that was... Isn't
1: that an awesome class?
0: It was really cool. Very, like, creative, out of the box. I loved it. We, uh... We used a lot of like makey makeys, so we were like, <laughs> we were painting, and our fingers touching the paint created a musical instruments. So like my canvas was the snare, and then someone else's <laughs> canvas was like the bass, and it was it was cool. But two semesters worth of digital right, right, right. is all I got. So okay,
1: far. okay, that's all right. Because you know one of the things about it is I also think that there's this intuitive element about how this stuff works, and I think that you know. I don't know. Some people will say it's generational. I'm not entirely sure it is. I think there's something more hardwired into us that we either love pursuing it or we don't, rather than necessarily old versus young. Mm -hmm. Because I know a lot of older folks who are much older than me even— um, not that I'm that old, but you know everybody likes to pretend. Whatever. I don't. Know. The point is, but there are a lot of people that are significantly older than me, but love this stuff. Just love the idea of you know what combination and what whatever. And then there are younger people, younger mm-hmm. than you, who are absolutely refuse. I don't want to get anywhere near it. That's you know they they're 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 sort of like hardcore purist. Also, you know, either way is fine, mm-hmm. but I don't think it has anything to do necessarily with age specific because I think a lot of times this idea of youth technology, it's easy for them. I'm not I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. Um let me ask you this, um also uh real quick here, um and then and then we'll wrap up. But you know, so we've you've been here for a day mm-hmm. beyond the room itself, was there anything that particularly sort of st- I'm just curious. Uh huh. Um, was there anything particularly that stood out like, whoa, did not expect that to be part of what they would be doing here? And I know in one day it's hard to tell, you know, everything. But, mm-hmm.
0: um, You know, off the top of my head, uh, I can't really give you a, a straight answer, but I honestly didn't know what to expect walking <laughs> in here, you know. So it was, it was really cool. So you, you had mentioned today that to the, like the first couple of weeks are all very technical and getting these lessons out of the way. So I'm really excited to... See what it's like a couple weeks down the road when right, students right. are really digging into their projects and really being able to help out.
1: And be, and, and I think you're going to do great at that. Some of that, to be fair, you know, is just that the idea with this open creative platform mm-hmm. that the, the, the program is supposed to be is the only way to do that is you have to sort of put the, the, the early, like, what are these things? What are they doing? Because otherwise, and I talked to the yeah. kids about this, and I know that, you know, after two weeks, they're a little frustrated. So today we were really starting to make some stuff. Yeah. But. You know, the worst possible thing that can happen is you get this great idea, you want to share it, and you sit down to just quickly, I'm just going to capture it really fast, but you can't remember what the button is to press or yeah. the thing to, you know, do or whatever. And then all of a sudden this great, brilliant idea you had, mm-hmm. you've now lost it completely or you've lost the motivation to record it or, or capture it or whatever. So a lot of these early weeks are exactly yeah. that. It's it's trying to figure out the parallels, trying to figure out how to make things, you know, hopefully make sense.
0: Yeah, It's just like teaching a choir or a band. You have to set a strong foundation first right. before you start getting into the good stuff.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, and you know, and, and that will happen, you know, very soon, even later this week, we're going to start doing what I call, you know, a more significant project cycle. And a lot of it, even for the beginners, the first year kids who are just, you know, going to start with, you know, okay, my finger goes here on this string and it goes there on that string or whatever. But this idea of, okay, even with just that one note, you can create a musical thought. Mm -hmm. Let's share that thought. And that's what this will open up to. So, so certainly by next Monday, you know, albeit it may be simplistic on some level, but they'll be already creating full out, and especially what's important to me is this idea of their own terms. You know, mm. so that it's not everything dictated. Well, it has to be this style and this instrument. And you know, the one thing you were asking me when we we had a lunch break real quick, and I said, I you know we should cover that. You know, oh when yeah. We're talking, you know, in the podcast thing. But, um, you know, you asked me about this idea of, you know, um, you know, why I. Changed. You, you had mentioned you were
0: uh, like a band and orchestra yeah. provo- teacher for. Like I'm nine way over
1: schooled. I really am. I had ni- <laughs> I well at this school for nine years, and then before that, um, at, at a few other places, um, and I I miss it. I love it. I I tell everybody as often as I can drives probably, people probably nuts. I miss conducting. I absolutely do. We had two full symphonies here, like full out symphonies playing, you know, not even arrangements of pieces, like full like we did. Beethoven's Five, oh, all of it. We did Schubert's unfinished, Mozart. You know, we weren't going too crazy. I would bring in some Tchaikovsky, and we didn't quite have the. I think I had the horses for it. I didn't have the yeah. masses for oh, it. Yeah. But I mean, but it was it was fantastic. I, I miss it terribly. Does it's, this
0: school still have
1: yes, uh, band and orchestra? There's still a awesome. band and orchestra program still running, um, which is great. And there oh, should yeah. be. And, and you know, but for me, just just real quick, and maybe this will help you know, you as you come in. You know, in the next in the in the coming weeks and months, mm-hmm. you know the problem for me wasn't so much it wasn't that there was anything wrong with that it was that we were you know why can't you address the kids that are interested in you know there's all this other music you know it's Mm -hmm. it's almost become a cliche but you know the music they're listening to even my orchestra kids were listening to different music than what we're playing at school and I don't mean different orchestra music I mean Mm -hmm. different genres and different styles and so it's like why is that less legitimate and the idea was to to open that up and then like I said the idea of a creative space so so what you're already starting and you even saw some of the kids today even on that simple little exercise of we're going to you know we're going to generate a channel strip in pro tools we're going to put in a virtual instrument and now you know, we had talked about. I'd, I'd been mentioning. I'd already shown them how to do basic mixing, so they understood how to insert and change some presets on on other effects. Mm-hmm. But you saw some of them going, "Oh wait, I can change this part of the voice or that part of the voice." And so, you know, eventually that turns into not just presets. It turns into well, what is that oscillator and what is this? And and it's not even so much that I want to be so technically involved. It's that I like the idea of the kids being able to say, "I hear this sound, whatever it is, in my head." And I want to share that. Mm-hmm. What's the quickest way from your head to your audience? That's really all this is, in whatever style you want. So you know, you'll start to see this very soon. There's like, okay, that kid's working on a hip hop piece, and that kid's working on a jazz tune, and that kid's trying to score a classical thing for like a soundtrack to a to a movie or something or whatever. That you know, that kid, you always be like, wow, singer songwriter something. I can like you know get my head around faster or whatever yeah. you know. And it just depends on, on on everybody's different take. But I love that. I love the fact that every day you know i might be listening to 60 different pieces of music or 160 pieces of music but every single one of them will be different that to me is awesome that's incredible that's the fun part that's the part that i'm excited for you to be here Mm -hmm. because you're a new set of ears and it doesn't even matter you know sometimes i have interns that'll come in and they'll say well but i don't have any experience i'm not really sure it's like yes but you have instincts and your your main job, I would say, this year, or the semester with me, is going to be how do you take your instincts and help the kids feel like they can connect to them, and hopefully then build their own up. Mm-hmm. It's not like yours are right and theirs are wrong, or theirs are right and yours are wrong. It's just that whole idea of connecting it together. So, real quick, um, because of the nature of, of of our working relationship here, and you're being new as an intern. Is there anything else just from today that you're curious about or that I can really quick um
0: Well, one of the one of the things that I really want to do um sometime this semester if you'll if you'll have me. I'd like to meet um and talk to maybe the principal. Oh yeah, that's coming. I want to yeah. talk to <laughs> yeah. He's the he's one
1: of our biggest fans, band, He'll be orchestra. here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I just I want to see Sure. The, the place, <laughs> yeah, absolutely,
1: no, and that's a big part of it. You know, yeah. not, this doesn't exist in a vacuum. A lot of people, I think, think it does, mm-hmm. and I think that happens to a lot of arts programs. I don't, I don't. It has nothing to do with the specific way I run things, or or my subject matter, or my, you know, approach to focus on creative rather than interpretive music. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- that's in some respects all of that is very circumstantial. I think the bigger thing is really more about how. All of that ties together. You know, mm-hmm. we have a big presence on campus because we've been embraced by people like the principal and, mm-hmm. and whatnot as far as, you know, this is good for the kids. Exactly. And, you know, if you start there... It really goes on. But absolutely, you know, in other things, you know, you're going to do some lessons. Now, it might not be necessarily I need you to teach them how to do advanced routing to account for, you know, multiple, you know, pre and post fader effects runs, you know, on a live board between the monitor board and, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just throwing out (laughs) jargon here that may or may not make any sense to anyone, even myself at this point. No, I'm kidding. It does make sense to me. But 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 you know what I mean? I'm not looking at that. But but this idea of your musical instincts to Mm -hmm. share those because a lot of it is also you know you said the creative part you're curious about but it's also getting over the fear mm-hmm. I had a conversation on on um a, a couple episodes ago with a senior and we talked about her you know a lot of her early motivations when yeah. she was trying to you know sort of what does she do about the fear
0: and it's oh it's it's very well present i didn't want to mention a whole lot of about it but every every mentor that i've had so far has um been teaching for years and years all of them <laughs> Have Well, I'm not that their- much older than you, haha, ha. so not. I haven't been at this that long. <laughs> they've earned their bachelors, they've earned their masters, they're working, they're like heads of their department. I'm like, how am I going to do this <laughs> with, you know, very little, I have four years of ASU, but like...
1: You will, though. I think you will. I think it's, you know, it's, it's learning yourself mm-hmm. and what works for you. And then you just, you keep moving that forward. Um You know... My advice is the collaboration part for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, and I think you already saw it even today. I'm very much collaborating with my students. We have some rules, obviously. You know, don't take a baseball bat to the gear, you know. And there are certain things that if you push the wrong button in the wrong order, then, yeah, the device isn't going to work the way you want it to. But a lot of times, you know, hey, I tried it in this order and check out what I got, Oh, okay. Let's go with that now. And, you know, so there isn't, it's, you know, I think the right and wrong thing, Mm -hmm. and I think this is maybe the thing that that I am told by other folks that maybe is the difference in some cases between what I'm doing and a lot of other other teachers is I don't like having a one-size-fits-all attitude. I don't, Mm -hmm. you know. Now, to be fair, I don't have to have that attitude because of the nature of what we're doing here. When I was running those symphonies, there was, to some extent, a one-size. There kind of has yeah. to. Be. You're not going to play Beethoven unless you're ready to. You know, you have to have a certain level of skill. You have to have a certain level of understanding, or it's not Beethoven. And that's a completely legitimate, you know, ar- you know argument to, exactly. to, to, to 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 make. But in this case, we're talking about expressing something from within the student directly, not interpreting from somebody else and then sort of repurposing it. This means so much to me, but literally, this did not exist. And now it does. And so, and that's, I think that's part of why I love the job so much and why I like it here so much that we can do that because every day is different. Every year will be different. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Any last things for me at all or for in
0: general? Or? So have you ever done any collaborations um, with your students and the choirs or the band and orchestra, like big musical productions? We do.
1: We, um, so we do a lot um, with theater. We do a lot with film and video. Um, a few years ago, um, there was a gentleman here named Dan Fisher who was one of my successors. There went through a series of teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dan and I were just on the verge of some 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 combination elements. We just didn't quite get it together and you know, different things come up for different reasons. But we've been mm-hmm. we've written three full scale musicals. Um we've Been involved in some soundtrack work. We've done a lot of different things, and and one of the ideas is also you just from year to year and circumstance to circumstance. Mm -hmm. But we do try to collaborate a lot. We do a lot of things. Um, Technical theater um, will do a lot of things with us where they frankly make us look amazing, and they'll do lighting and so. (laughs) We do a little bit of lighting, but let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know. So you know, it's kind of like it's you know you got to look and see where the kids are. Mm -hmm. You know. Um. A couple years ago. Uh, we did a full scale theater, did a full scale published musical called the drowsy chaperone. Uh And so, um, I taught, um, four of my students how to conduct and they conducted the shows and they divided the show into four segments and they conducted it.
0: That's incredible. And it was so much,
1: it was so much fun to watch. Um, they're still seniors here. I'll introduce you to them at some point. Please, absolutely. They were, they were actually, I think all of them, it was funny. It just worked out who volunteered for it. They were sophomores <laughs> at the time. And maybe that's why they volunteered. Cause they were so yeah. young and were like, I don't know that I shouldn't necessarily do this, but I mean, it was the full out thing and they, you know, and it wasn't just floor door, window ceiling kind of stuff. We were doing queuing and we were, you know, and all the different elements that with it and vamping. I mean, musicals oh, man. were, you know, it's hard enough to conduct anything. Wally, the whole note takes a walk, as you know, is hard enough to conduct. Mm-hmm. But this was a full out, the full score and everything. It, it was a, it was brilliant to watch.
0: And to have that um, opportunity at the high school level is just incredible, you know?
1: Well, and I appreciate that. And that's part of why we do it. You know, I always, I always like to say, you know, I look at what they're doing. And don't get me wrong. I love my high school band director. I love Pete Metzger, genius. I, I love that man. But I always look at this place and I go, if I'm a little jealous of my students that's probably a good indicator that we're, we're going in the right direction. So I'm always kind of oh, trying yeah. to figure out where those things are. But <laughs> yeah, we, we, you know, I'm always interested in, in just about anything. I mean, just today, you, I don't know if we're going to do it. I probably shouldn't even say this out loud. <laughs> but Stugo came to me wondering if, if we would be interested in organizing the homecoming parade. And on one level, you'd be like, what in the world? Why? But on the other hand, I'm like, we could produce a pretty slick homecoming parade. I just don't know if I want to take that on or not. I don't know if my <laughs> students want to, and you know, but as a concept, oh yeah, why, you know, why inherently, why not? Exactly. So, well, Sean, I really appreciate you coming. I'm so glad you're here as an intern this year. I think this is going to be a fantastic semester. I'm excited to be working with you.
0: I'm excited to be here,
1: and thank you so much for being part of our podcast and being part of the program. And and I think it's going to be a really, really great semester. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right. So there you go. Sean McComb, brand new Arizona state university intern for the Arcadia high school, creative musical arts and sciences program. Um, really, really exceptionally gifted, uh, musician and, and, uh, future educator. I'm really excited to be working with him and, uh, we'll keep checking in with Sean over the course of the year. And also with some of his other colleagues from ASU that are coming in, I've got some other interviews with some of the other interns that, uh, that you'll be able to hear soon. Um, and, and a lot of really neat things happening. So anyway, I want to thank him again for being part of this week's episode. Um, as always, as I mentioned, you can reach me anytime at richardmaxwell.net. Please uh, send me your comments. Send me some feedback. If there's a topic that interests you regarding creativity-based music programs or just creativity in general or, heck, just anything about music, let me know. You can, uh, again, at richardmaxwell.net, and you can always find me as well and what my students are up to at arcadiacmass.com. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this week, and we will see you next time.